Welcome to 2-Bit Encryption, the officially unofficial podcast for Mr. Robot on USA. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're here today after 8, 12 years? I don't know. It's been a long... It feels like a really long time. Since, since 2003. Since, since just before Christmas in 2015. <laughs> right. Since before the economy uh, it turned to e-coin, Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and we're back to talk about a season four preview. Do a season four preview of Mr. Robot. Catch everybody up. Kind of where season three was, because you probably need it. I know I did. Uh, and talk about what we think is in store for season four. Uh, Aaron, are you ready for a sort of refresher? I am ready. If, I, I know if, you saw a few episodes. I, I, I did. I, I listened to our last um, the the coverage of uh, episode ten of last season, um, which is kind of also our wrap up podcast. Yeah. Um, and also, any interested fans, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can watch all of the three seasons for free. Yeah. So, like, it's not a lot of time left to get all that stuff in. <laughs> nope. Um, but uh, uh, you do have you do have some time to watch probably the last season be be be, be pretty mm-hmm. easy gold. What couple episodes a day until Sunday night? Yeah, I watched the last three of last season again, and I feel like I got pretty well caught up. I, it refreshed my memory. I forgot well. how bananas that last episode was. Everything that I remembered from season three happened in that episode. <laughs> yeah, except for the one take um, hack heist yes. in episode five, I think. But yeah, 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 I didn't see that one, so it must have been early. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's talk about where we left off. Uh, the big development, I think, from season three is that eCorp's files have been unencrypted and presumably restored by them. Uh, it looks like, based on the previews that I've seen, things are relatively back to normal. Uh, you don't you don't necessarily have the armed guards in the streets, as far as I could tell. People Martial are ice skating. Martial law is not declared. Yeah, right. A Rockefeller Center, like the, everything seems to have gone back to a sort of normal, uh, due to Elliot unencrypting all those files. For how him. so? How long has it been since the? So it's been five nine hacks. So it's been about so six it's months. Still twenty fifteen. I, yes. I think all of this takes yeah, place yeah. in twenty fifteen. Yep. The season four is going to take place over a week. In I, I just Christmas. wonder. Uh, see, this is like if you're unfamiliar with our podcast, I came up with an acronym called TOTDAB, which <laughs> right. is the one thing that drives myself batshit crazy. Uh-huh. And that is that I felt like Esmail's not done a great job of realistically depicting the carnage that would happen in America if it's if suffered a complete financial collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might trigger my TOTDAB a little bit if things just rapidly return to normalcy. Like if maybe this was a weekend or a week kind of disruption, but like this long where nobody knows how much money they have and how much money they owe. Um, and even I felt like in the last episode, the um, – yeah. The postscript to it, where you know uh, uh, Darlene is talking to this Marxist theorist on the street and basically <laughs> saying, uh, you know, uh, there's there was good things about the five nine hack and bad things about it, and one of the things I'm afraid of is just like the five nine hack played into White Rose's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and was the disruption she needed to kind of like trigger some of her in-game moves. I wonder if this late in the game reversing it is just going to. You know, she's she she's she she was bearish at first. Now she's going to be bullish, and she'll end up owning the whole world. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Elliot, you know, in, in the form of Mister Robot, kept a sort of failsafe uh, for the original hack, uh, the five nine hack, and it turned out he needed to use it because it had unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. So, could you know the reversal of that also have the same? Yeah, I think it's totally possible. Yeah. Uh, we also know that Mr. Robot and Elliot have kind of had a coming together at the end of this uh, last season, and we're probably going to see them working together against White Rose. 
to take her and and you know the likes of her down right like philip and all those people uh the the people the one percent of the one percent who are pulling the strings uh i'm super excited about like that this is the this is like a return to season one Mm -hmm. where we saw elliot as the master hacker he was the one pulling the strings um and and also he's he's even more superpowered now because I feel like Mr. Robot is a part of him that he needs to become, you know, truly the master hacker. And yeah. this is a power fantasy I can get behind. Like, right. you know, being being uh, Gandalf, being some wizard or something, that's not really what I'm into. But mm-hmm. this techno power fantasy, man, I'm so in for this. It is very, very, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because, yeah, it's very uh, Gandalf the White. You got Mr. Robot the White. You know, he's, <laughs> okay. he's, he's gone through a death a death and rebirth experience in the last two seasons. And now he's fused with his uh, alternative persona and working together cooperatively. So you're right. It's, it's uh, evil Superman and good Superman joining forces to be a complete Superman. Yeah. Which is all there. It's all there subtext and textually. Uh, it's pretty exciting. And the other thing that maybe we could look at and say, okay, where are the unintended consequences? Elliot gave white Rose a victory at the end of last season by opening, you know, the floodgates to the Congo, which is the one thing that her sidekick, lover, some mm-hmm. her her previous uh Bobby Cannavale mm-hmm. uh could not do for her. So, you know, her plan is back on, whatever it is, and Elliot's it's probably gonna be a race against time. The uh, stakes, maybe in more ways than one. There's so it. many trailers to watch, and not just trailers, but like Sam Esmail did like a seven minute catch up yeah. for people. There was another one uh, narrated by Joey Badass. Yeah, go to their YouTube channel because they have all that so stuff. So many it's different really ones, like recaps from different characters' perspectives. But one of the things I got from, I think, the latest trailer was that, you know, Elliot was saying in voiceover that White Rose could destroy the entire world, kill everyone in the world. Like or a race against time, like their lives are on the line. And I wasn't, I didn't get that. It was like, you know, Chinese mercenaries and devil masks would show up and shoot them. Mm-hmm. It's more like there's some kind of global threat. This Congolese, this uh, uh, power plant in New York uh, state, these are all connected and they're doing, I mean, we they, they've, they've dropped heavy hints or some weird sci-fi shit happening here. Yeah. Potential time travel. Potential time. Um, and Angela's storyline seems to be all about that. And, and, and honestly, it feels like we've gone through a little bit of uh, like a virtual time travel because like, you know, people said there's one of the complaints mm. is like, well, everything is like what, what was the last three seasons for if we're just going to hit the reset button? It's just mm-hmm. like any time travel story where a person goes back, like, you know, uh, the, the last Avengers movie, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. It's like, yes, you are now back in time, but you know new things about yourself. You know new things about uh, how the future is going to go. You know your enemies better. You know which allies you can trust. And, you know, Elliot going through the reset button is kind of, done that sort of time travel only there's mm-hmm. more stakes because a lot of his allies are dead yeah. a lot of his enemies are dead too so like the it's it's i think it's pretty dismissive to say that like it was just a reset and the last few seasons are are worthless because again mm-hmm. you know elliot went from this split persona at war itself to you know completely unified yeah it, and i think it's taught us as an audience that the the tools that elliot had at the beginning were inadequate for the job right um and that using those same tools is not going to work, which gets me excited about this season because he's got to find a new way. He's got to improvise, right? Right. And he's going to have less support and less planning. Yeah. It's going to be very uh, thing things on the run. 
Uh, don't know that we needed season two, but okay. I, 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 yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just, there, I mean, no, I'm just I think, poking the season two loving bear. I think that uh, I think that you could take the previous two seasons and turn them into a really kick-ass 15 episode oh, single yeah. season. Um, now, I think it's interesting that because I had a few worries because I, you know, I just dismissed everybody's concerns about um, you know the reset, but I do feel like that. There is a little concern that Esmail kicked anything to do with like any kind of hints of what White Rose is up to this season because I really feel like deep down he wasn't quite sure. He wasn't sure he either yeah. didn't know what it was. It was this MacGuffin and he's and, and he didn't know or he didn't feel confident in the end game and he wanted a little bit of time in the offseason to kind of noodle with it and try some things. And honestly, Anytime I get hints from the creator that they don't know where they're going and they're kind of shuffling their feet and stalling, that's that's a cause for concern. Um, yeah. But I read the 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 I forget who wrote it on Variety, but they've seen like the first I think three or five episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's one sentence in that review that says the season four is told with a typical confidence and flair, but with a new note of humility. Hmm. Uh, that is very encouraging to me because you saw his um, his second show, or I think it's a second show, Homeland, yeah, yeah, in its entirety, and you recommended it to me, and I saw like I think half of the first season, and you mentioned that like it felt like Esmail had all of his Mister Robot shtick, like mm -hmm. all of the visual flair and the weird shot angles and the the super long takes and all this artistic flair, but like it it was all dialed in and felt mm -hmm. a lot tighter. And to me, that just shows a guy growing as a storyteller. Yeah. And the, this review from Variety tells me that, like, he's going to take all the maturation that he kind of learned, like, that, that he earned and learned in Mr. Robot, and he brought the homeland back around to Mr. Robot. And that's got me very excited. That's, that's the thing that got me the most excited, the idea that some of the more arrogant or not arrogant, arty-farty uh, art for art's sake stuff is going to be mm -hmm. toned down because it's... I like art for art's sake, but sometimes it can suffocate a story. And I felt like yeah. there was points in season two where uh, it, it really came in danger of doing that. And even in, the, in even in the end of season one, you could kind of feel it losing a little bit of steam. Yeah, to the detriment of some of the characters. Like, I did not feel like I had a good grasp on Angela's character. I think you still hate Angela, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think she's been very strangely written. Uh, something th uh, written in a way that I just don't, I can't identify with, I can't understand. Uh, but I, I do think season three was the beginning of, of Esmail going, okay, maybe I shouldn't go this far with my indulgences. Right. Uh, in the, like you said, artsy fartsy stuff, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm super excited for season four if it's anything like season three was, because I, I think we both very much viewed season three as a returned form for Mr. Robot. Season three is one of the best things on that year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't mind Angela. It's, it's interesting that she's almost entirely absent from any of the promotional well where I think she's where in one is she shot in here? one of the trailers yeah like i mean she found out that philip is her father right, right? and and that kind of crushed her worldview her just she's, destroyed she's, her faith in white rose i mean she's luke skywalker in empire strikes, uh -huh. strikes back yeah so now she i guess has to become the hero <laughs> or she i don't know i mean i think it's but, but a lot of people are thinking um that she's going to be killed very early on in the season or there's going to be something that sidelines her I just want to remind everybody that Tyrell Wellick hmm. was not in any of the season two or season three rather trailers huh. promotions, and he fit uh, came in. He 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 uh, fit in very heavily. Yeah, uh, into the th that third season. So 
this show is all about misdirection and surprising the viewer. It would not surprise me at all if, if the lack of Angela is is uh, as part of that. But also wouldn't surprise me if, yeah, she just there's no footage of her because she dies in the first five minutes. So so let's talk about one of the things. Um, I suppose it's another catch up thing. Uh, Vera is back. This is like maybe yeah. the least interesting thing they could have done, in right? my opinion. He is such a minor threat to to uh, maybe personally he's a threat to Elliot, but globally right. he's not a threat at all. Right. So like if we're, if we're telling the story of Vera killing Elliot, we've gone way overboard with telling that story, right? We didn't need four seasons of shit to tell that sure, story. We could sure. have done it in two episodes. So they're not going to tell that story, obviously. Yeah. What? Why is Vera a factor in any of this? Not only is he a factor, he's got like the Thanos spot in the after credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this is where Thanos the leans in from tees. the shadows and steeples his fingers, and like, is he that fucking important? I didn't think so. I still don't think like, so. The other when you compare that to the other post credit scenes, is very bizarre because yeah. it didn't it didn't tell us anything new about White Rose. Or I mean, I'm guessing that he's going to be hijacked by the Dark Army because it seems like they might might need a lot of more manpower after. Oh, uh, he's the new Leon. Yeah, like because Leon's uh, Leon basically on Elliot's side. Yeah, he might point. he might have yeah. just taken out all of their best assets in North America. Yeah, um, fair. So like may, maybe they're they're getting new muscle, but. I, I just think this guy's an idiot. Like, yeah, he's got this weird like. He was portrayed as a mid-level drug dealer mm -hmm. with like uh, some Silicon Valley pretensions of grandeur. And how the fuck would he be useful? I mean, he could just be a threat, you know. Like, uh, yeah. um, He he's the 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 boiling pot of water that Darlene's going to find herself into. He's has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the plot. He's just uh, he's just a threat. He's just something that uh, distracts from the things they need to do. Which yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it it would be a shame if, you know, Darlene gets taken by Vera and she's just a hostage for the first half of the season because I really like right. Darlene. I think she had a lot of good stuff to do last season. Right. Um, and she's kind of her, I guess her story in season three, it did what it needed to do. It ran its course. Like so it's where like, they're taking her, I have no idea. He's like the neo-Nazis from the last season of, of Breaking right. Bad. It's like comes out of left field, hijacks one mm-hmm. of the the co-main characters, puts takes him off the board for most of the season to let the 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 main character really shine. And yeah, I, that actually sounds like a pretty great idea to really even even further isolate Elliot. Except mm-hmm. one of the notes I saw in the reviews that seen a lot of episodes is the fact that Elliot, while still a central character, is not nearly the focus as he was in other seasons. Right. Um, which to me says there's going to be big roles for Darlene. There's going to be big roles for Grace Gummer's character, uh, Dom. Dom. And there's going to be a big role probably um, for uh, Angela if she survives. If she's there, yeah. And I, I just don't – because they've, they've built up her like Angel, Angela, Angelic. She's always wearing white and Darlene being like with the devil horns. and the, Like there's got to be something more to what they've done, establishing her as the – you know, scion of the, you know, like you said, the Darth, she's, she's Luke Skywalker of, uh, of Empire. So she just realized mm-hmm. her father's Darth Vader. That, uh, to me, there, there's enough great characters. You got Bobby Cannavale, 
Yeah. Um, I forget his who, name. Who says he's going on sabbatical? Who knows if he'll show up in this season? Well, he might have thought that when, uh, you know, the other guy, before the other guy blew his brains out. And I could see, like, I yeah. I can just see, yeah, like, an intro, intro scene of, like, him in the sandal, <laughs> Sandals Resort, uh-huh. and he's writing his chapter, and he's on the beach, and he's got you know, a cocktail in one hand and he gets a phone call. He's just about to start writing his book. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was good with it before all that stuff happened, but now she needs him back. And what's he going to do? Say no, the white rose. So we're going to get like an ocean's 11 style. uh, Just when he thought, just when he thought he was out. Kind yeah. of thing. We're gonna get uh, Bobby Cannavale from the beach. We're gonna get Vera from the, wherever the borough, whatever borough he's in. Uh huh. Yeah. I could see it. I don't know if that's what I want, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely would like to see his character back. I'm, I'm super curious what they're going to do with Dom, because Dom has been pressured at this point into potentially working with the Dark Army as, you know, her new... She's the new Santiago. Um, will she tolerate that? Will she work behind the scenes against them? Uh, you know, how how much is she going to fight back against the role that she's been forced into? I think a lot. I think, every, I think so too. Un- unlike the other guy who seemed like he bought into the weasel ne- weaselly nature almost immediately. Yeah. I think that she's going to the very first time White Rose takes her eye off her ball, mm-hmm. she's going to go fucking rogue. And Elliot's aware of her presence now, um, has direct you know, knowledge of her, not just, oh, it's Darlene's contact in the FBI. So there could be, even if Darlene is taken out of the picture somehow, mm-hmm. Elliot could also still go to her. Um, and then push her toward that direction. Yeah, it's interesting because like uh, one of the things we we spent a lot of our time talking on our final season three podcast was how hard it is to corrupt the FBI as an institution. You know, we're talking about like okay. how much vetting that they go through, and you know mm-hmm. how their like, their calling is like the the cop of the United States. And it turns out we found that you just need three years, a historically corrupt president, uh, an attorney general whose last time he was in the office helped cover up the Iran Contra fair, and boom, mm. pretty much job complete. So it's like, I wonder, and, and I, you know, I get from Sam Esmail's Twitter feed and interviews that if, if, if he was angry at the way things were before, he's like beyond the fucking pissed now. And I'm sure. really curious to see how much of this, uh, you know, uh, interdepartmental wars that we see going on in the executive branch of the United States is, is going to be reflected in the show because, yeah. you know, there's so much hay you could make there. Yeah. And they've always, you know, taken shots, um, at, uh, you know, the, the administration to be, mm-hmm. uh, in the time of like season one and stuff and fair shots at the administration. It was like yeah, yeah. Barack Obama, uh, is by no means a perfect president. No, for sure. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll lean harder into that even this season. I'm excited. Well, I've got bittersweet feelings about uh, Mr. Robot running up right up to the to, to Christmas season <laughs> because number one, it's making uh, there's so many shows doing that this year. It's making our lives as uh, podcasters about television hell. Yeah, but I do love Christmas, and one of the sometimes underappreciated uh, aspects of Christmas is its capacity for like darkness or or mm-hmm. or um sorrow and like you, you you hear that reflected in like the bing crosby classic i'll be home for christmas about a soldier who wants to be at home with his family but he can't mm-hmm. dolly parton's hard candy christmas last year i discovered tracy thorne's joy which is a real kick in the christmas nuts then it's a real nutcracker if you would and there is like uh i i, I like the idea of christmas which 
you know, at its best is is about, you know, love and joy and peace, but at its worst is about crass commercialism mm -hmm. and the fact that like, you're supposed to be given presents, but you can't afford them. And if you, you know, if someone dies or lose your job at Christmas, it's the worst fucking time ever. And I feel like there's a real, real powerful ability for Mr. Robot to tap into that pathos. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the setting, um, uh, does. Yeah. And like I said, I, I've heard, I think Esmail said this, that, uh, the final season is going to take place over a week over mm. Christmas, 2015. So it's pretty much all going to be in that, which to me, I think means we have to flash forward a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, Which have, makes sense I, when you're talking about oh, restoring an economy, that right, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I don't actually know what period of time we were set. It felt like fall. I just couldn't from, tell you either. You know, uh, how things looked at the farm that Bobby Cannavale was chopping wood at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there might be because you, 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 if you're good, if it's going to be in one single week, and he's trying to tell the story of the recovery, like it mm -hmm. seems like having a couple months where you can just yada yada through. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody got their shit restored and. I assume that's you what know, they're some do. people lost a lot of money, some people gained a lot of money. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how, but I, honestly, I don't have very high hopes for the world being realistically impacted because, again, the show's really struggled to, sh to to tell that story outside of just you know how it's affecting Elliot and the people around him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get people staying in lines, bitching about not being able to have money. You see. Uh, fast, uh, uh, a quick service rib joint charging fifty bucks for an entree, but like, mm -hmm. you know. And you see the rich people still having big lavish uh, depression parties on the top of the rooftops. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they they handle all that. And then the other, I guess, quote that got me uh, intrigued and interested. Um, I can't remember which video it was from, but in one of those recap videos, there, or or maybe a preview video, it's some lines from season four talking about how there's always another symbol to destroy. Essentially, this is an endless war. Um, telling Elliot that what he's doing is what he's about to do is crossing a line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what lines he can cross at this point that he hasn't right. already crossed, but I'm interested to see what those are. But yeah, that idea of this is an endless war that you can fight until you die and it won't make a difference because even, even if you succeed in your mission, there will always be somebody ready to take the places of the people that you've knocked down. Mm -hmm. And that's... You know, I, I wonder, I guess I wonder what the final message of Mr. Robot is going to be. I don't know either because it's, there's, there's another review to point it out that the, the 2015 setting is very interesting because it was kind of like the calm before the storm of the last three years. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, what is the final message? Like, what is the final message about the state of the world's economics, the state of democracy in the world, the state of like free, uh, tr uh, free exchange of information? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's going to be interesting. We got 12 episodes this year. Um, we'll see what they do with them. Uh, at the, at the end of them, I expect it to have some statement, uh, maybe on, <laughs> Perhaps the futility of fighting these kinds of systems. Um, may, perhaps uh, you know more positively an instruction book on how to do it. Yeah, uh, or at least Esmail's opinion. Uh, or on even inspira book. even inspiration that it can be done is is useful yeah. right now. Um, Which that, is how season one ended, right? Yeah, like, the, there was a big triumphant moment with right. Elliot having pulled off the five nine hack. Right. Um, 
it, or actually maybe it wasn't the end of the season, but there there was that one moment where, where he pulls all... it off, he's looking around, and he raises his arms in the air. Yeah. Yes, I've done it. Yeah. I, it's hard to imagine after four seasons of Mr. Robot that we're going to get to one of those moments again, because if anything, the show has taught me that the power structures are so entrenched and so replenishable, I guess. Like the the, the human societies that we've created are set up to replenish those automatically yeah. because there's always the incentive to do so mm-hmm. um, for the people who would do that. So I, I find it hard to think that there's going to be some huge positive triumphant moment at the end, but maybe. I could see how, uh, how would you feel if it was like a Watchmen style ending? And if you don't recall the way the Watchmen ends is essentially Warshak's journal gets dropped off at some crackpot uh, newspaper outfit and his journal contains the entire truth of what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Does that journal get uh, pulled off the crank file and something comes of it? Does it get to, does it get released and yeah. then dismissed by everybody? Does it, it's almost uh, a challenge into trash? to us, right? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? What with would this? you do if you had this information in your hands? Yeah. Um, I, I I would yeah that sounds like a great way to end it because I, I don't think it's know. the only way to end it right like yeah I don't the think only anyone, authentic way to end it I, I've been looking for the last couple of years I don't think anyone has a clear path forward to navigate this like interconnected uh, social media driven world that we find ourselves it's like um, our ability to process information and flip cash has ex- has, has exceeded our ability to monitor it and keep mm-hmm. tabs on it and make sure things are done fairly. Uh, and if there was a blue, if there was a, the, a blueprint for how to fix it, I think, uh, you know, people would be shouting from the rooftops. I, I think there's, yeah. in fact, there's, it seems like there's like 12 different competing theories on what we could do mm-hmm. and everyone's <laughs> fragmented amongst those little, you know, the, the, that, that spectrum of opinions and it's probably, uh, a useful thing for the rich and powerful to keep yeah. everybody divided and squabbling. Yeah. It'd be nice to actually take one of those and test it. Yeah. See if it works. If it yeah, doesn't, get everybody move on to the next. behind yeah. and try. Yeah, like let's do some rapid. <laughs> let going back to a program instead of just arguing do, over which one to try and never trying any. Yeah, let's get let's get some rapid iteration in here. It's uh, mm-hmm. what what what's that? Uh, agile. Let's get some yeah. agile development agile. methodology. Some waterfalls. Can we? Can I think we, Elliot would support that. Can we get some quarterly scrums going in, <laughs> in this democracy? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's what we need. Tech techno tech, technocracy. Let's do it. Uh, that's about all I got for the season four preview. Anything we else did? You I want solicited to talk about? some feedback, uh, and I got a couple pieces. Uh, one that I want to read here uh, with a little theory. Uh, robot at baldmove.com is how you're going to send us feedback throughout the season. And uh, there'll also be a weekly episode thread over on forums.baldmove.com if you'd like to discuss that with your fellow fans. Haley reached out and said, I'm on my rewatch of the show, thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. She's, she's plowing through it on Amazon. And I think I figured out what's at the Washington Township power plant in season three or at the very end of season two. Uh, we see the Washington Township facility, and my husband pointed out that it looks like a particle accelerator. It all fell into place for me then. I think White Rose is basically doing the plot of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse with alternate dimensions and pulling people into our reality. Also, during the scene, the scientist giving the group the tour talks about alternate dimensions. Finally, the guy alludes to them being at a nuclear power plant, which means they have access both to the large energy production needed and a cover story for the emissions of various types of radiation generated <laughs> and a particle ac- accelerator, which could explain... Uh, everyone getting cancer. Um, it's funny because like uh, Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse that came out since then, and uh, I just a cursory look around their subreddit shows there are a lot of people playing with alternate dimensional theory. Yeah, and it's a solid because you know we've we've talked about time travel and stuff like that, but like that's 
know, the kingpin strategy of pulling his loved ones out of another dimension. It's, it's a page mm-hmm. out of the Rick and Morty playbook, sure. which we're also covering. Mm-hmm. And one of the 12 million shows we're doing this this uh, <laughs> this fall and, and holidays. Can I pull another one of me out of an alternate dimension to yes. do some of these podcasts? Can we get six more of us from, from yeah. near, near touching uh, dimensions <laughs> so that we can t- cover all these shows? I'll accept total financial and societal domination <laughs> yeah. if it will just let me have a couple duplicates. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. I the white rose uh robot at ballmove.com if you want to get in touch uh we're flexible okay yeah no the isn't that one of the theories we talked about with it might be back there's a time like there's so much theory crafting last season i know there was a little bit like kind of a bottom bottom when it turns out it was just elliot rolling it back but again i yeah. don't i don't feel like those theories are going anywhere i just feel like it was it was kicked to this season right um right. Because I don't know. Let me ask you this. Are you going to be disappointed if there is no weird... If, if like, this is just White Rose truly being delusional? She's trying to do something that she can't. It's going to destroy the world because it's going to blow up a whole bunch of... You know, uh-huh. it's going to make a dirt... It's going to make, like, a, a Chernobyl times a, a, a thousand. Yeah. Just destroy all of North America with the radiation cloud. It, would that be disappointing? Actually, I, that sounds kind of awesome. Yeah, not to me. Um, the, the only way I'll be disappointed is if we don't find out what Ro- White Rose's plan is. Yeah, like, I, I just want to know what she thinks she's gonna do. I also do, it also doesn't explain like some of the weird shit that went on with Angela late in season two, mm-hmm. um, and that although I guess you could explain that just Angela kind of being a little kooky. Yeah, I mean, and and whatever she saw, she turns around pretty quick when Philip says, "I am your father." Right. So like, what did you really see? Well, so, you know when. Did you see Obi-Wan, something Obi Wan tells you lies. Uh, and then yeah. your dad busts the bust a big one. Suddenly, you just turn on Obi Wan. It's true. Maybe White Rose can meet her in Dagobah and explain how. Hey, look, look, look. Okay, from a certain point of view, this looks pretty bad. <laughs> but have you ever dis- have you ever considered my point of view? No, I, yeah. I actually, I just thought of that as a, yeah, the idea that she's trying to do something she firmly believes in some mm-hmm. kind of pseudoscience is going to destroy the whole world and not accomplish her goal is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, I think that could work really well. Especially like you take an idea of somebody thinking they're doing good, perhaps for an entire group of people, an entire society. Very watchmen. And, it, and it turns out, yeah, they're actually doing something very bad. And it, and it would mirror, you know, what, what Elliot went through yeah. over the course of these last few seasons and what Angela herself went through, right? Yeah. Like all, all of these things they've done have had unintended consequences. They thought they were doing something right. Um, and, and I could see that being a statement on powerful people, mm-hmm. you know, not, not necessarily considering that there might, there might be a flaw in their plan. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing that they so, so firmly believe in might not be true. I mean, that's what you see with a lot of billionaires throwing their weight around. The political scene is in the Cokes yeah. and the Mercers is like, they are, they hold kooky opinions. Mm-hmm. It's just that they have billions of dollars to uh, convince other people of their kooky opinions. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, it can happen. I do think though, that we have to, even if it's a, it's some kind of pseudoscience bullshit that gets everybody killed. We have to understand her point of view of what she thinks is yep. going to happen. That's the only way I'll be disappointed is if yeah. we don't get like that. Like, it it's just a MacGuffin, and we don't mm-hmm. find anything out, out about it except for that that would be that would be disappointing. Yep. Or, alternatively, the other thing is, like, if it's a pseudoscience thing that just fizzles. Like, it doesn't kill. Like, uh, Elliot thinks it's a world ender. She thinks it's a world ender, but it turns out it's just, you know, it's a flux capacitor bullshit kind of thing, and it just doesn't work. That would also mm-hmm. be a little anticlimactic. 
Yeah. Yeah, they, they hit the switch and yeah. it all just shuts down. Yeah, it just, just doesn't work because it's fake fake science. <laughs> okay. You could, that could be disappointing, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a pretty wide satisfaction envelope the show can hit, uh-huh. I think. Uh, we are glad to have you with us on this final season of Mr. Robot. Uh, we will be uh, changing up places. Usually we come back two days after it premiered. It dropped on Wednesday, and we had it out on Friday, I think. Sounds right. It's switching to Sunday, um, which we'd normally have things out on Tuesday, but it turns out every fucking thing in the world's coming out on Sunday, mm-hmm. and we have t- don't have time to do them all on Tuesday, so we're kind of staggering it. And Mister Robot's going to get the the Wednesday slot, yeah. so it's gonna it's gonna come out on Sunday night. Uh, we'll have a full in depth review on it uh, each Wednesday. You can send in your feedback to to robot at baldmove.com. Again, uh, forums.baldmove.com is if you want to discuss things with your fellow fans on an episode-by-episode basis. I think that's it. That covers it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Follow Bald Move everywhere, at Bald Move on all social media. Um, And uh, we'll see you back next week for the first episode, which the other thing I saw right before we started recording this is that Sam Esmail tweeted that he showed his wife, uh, Emily, what's her name? She's, yeah, Emily Rossum, the first episode and she i guess shit her pants and went blind he also said that everyone uh, i'm not gonna watch it then (laughs) i don't want any true fans of mr robot will want to watch it live because there's massive massive huge events that will be spoiled very early on an episode so okay yeah if you're on the west coast fuck you i guess uh Uh stay stay off all those social medias until 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 you get a chance to see it um because it sounds like the first episode is going to be a real barn burner nice a real world ender. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.